Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome. In this podcast, you have to wear a mask when you travel on a plane, train, bus, or subway. And this time, there is an executive order behind it. Transit agencies promise to go green with electric buses, but that pledge is chugging along just like a diesel bus. And French doctors have a message for subway riders wearing a mask. Shut up. I'm Rod Morrison. I'm Nancy Shack. And we all are accidental passengers. While we increase vaccinations, we're going to take steps necessary now to slow the spread of the disease as well. We could have avoided 1,300,000 tons of uh, greenhouse gas emissions. Newly minted President Biden says he's going to stop the coronavirus cold. I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm Nancy Shack. As part of his effort to get us back to normal, President Biden says we need to wear masks for 100 days. It's going to take months before we can get the majority of Americans vaccinated. So while we increase vaccinations, we're going to take steps necessary now to slow the spread of the disease as well. One of our 100-day challenges is asking the American people to mask up for the first 100 days, the next 99 days. And he is making that mandate the law for public transportation. Today, we'll be signing an additional ex- executive action to extend masking requirements on interstate travel, like on trains, planes, and buses. What does this mean for travelers? Masks must be worn at airports and on many planes, trains, ships, and intercity buses. It applies to commercial aircraft, trains, intercity buses, and public maritime vessels, including ferries. The order also covers public transportation, defined broadly under a U.S. Code section as continuing shared ride surface transportation services that are open to the general public or open to a segment of the general public defined by age, disability, or income. When will this all go into effect? White House officials have instructed agency heads to provide regular briefings and encourage them to quickly raise any questions regarding the scope or implementation of the orders. The order actually instructs the Departments of Labor, Health, and Human Services, Transportation, and Homeland Security, as well as the Coast Guard and any other executive departments and agencies with relevant regulatory authority to take action immediately to put the requirement in place. It gives agency leaders a week to brief the coordinator of the White House coronavirus response on their progress. While many agree with the president's interstate travel mask order, the problem facing federal transportation officers is how to enforce it. The normal rulemaking process can take months at least to complete, 
so officials are believed to be considering emergency actions. Under consideration are civil penalties for air travelers from the FAA administration, a broader order from the Department of Transportation applying to multiple modes of transit, and a Transportation Security Administration directive. This will probably create a patchwork of measures from different agencies that oversee rules for different types of travel, such as trains, buses, airplanes, public transit, and ferries. In addition to the FAA, the Transportation Department includes the Federal Railroad Administration overseeing trains, the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration overseeing buses, and the Federal Transit Administration, which is involved in transit system oversight. Then you have the Coast Guard. They regulate ferry safety. Federal action is supposed to create greater consistency and more stringent penalties, and the president has directed the multiple federal agencies to take immediate action. Some people ask, don't airlines already require masks? Yes, they do, but safety reports filed with the federal government show flight attendants seeking to enforce that private sector requirement have repeatedly been taunted, verbally abused, and ignored by passengers. The risks have, at times, gone beyond the increased potential for coronavirus infection. One pilot, distracted by mask violations, descended to the wrong altitude, although there were no conflicting air traffic, according to the safety report. Airlines say they have banned hundreds of passengers from flying during the pandemic because of mask violations. Members of Congress, unions representing transportation workers, and public health experts within the CDC have called for a federal requirement to wear masks. One approach under consideration is enforcing mask wearing with civil penalties that the FAA is already allowed to assess against disruptive or non-compliant passengers, including fines possibly up to $20,000. Another tack taken by the FAA is with a formal or informal recommendation that airlines include the mask rule in the pre-flight safety instructions and demonstrations conducted by flight attendants. How they actually enforce the guidelines, who reports it and to whom, is still not clear. One thing is for sure, there is a crackdown in progress. If you want to stay on the safe side, make sure you wear a mask on all public transit, at least for the first 100 days of the Biden administration. Put on your mask when you are buying groceries. Put on your For the automobile industry, it is easy to see their commitment to the environment with the investment of electric cars. Charging stations have sprung up all over America, and with President Biden's initiatives, there will be hundreds of thousands more. Airplane manufacturers are doing their part by building more fuel-efficient planes, although that may be more of a budget concern than an environmental one. And ocean liners, well... They were a work in progress. But in cities around the country, big enough to have a transit agency, the key words that give transportation officials clear consciences are electric buses.
In five cities, electric buses have been around for years and are still a part of their transit systems. Boston, Philadelphia, Dayton, Ohio, Seattle, and San Francisco. Those vehicles are known as trackless trolleys. If you've never seen one, they are buses that run on electricity through the use of overhead wires, like a streetcar. Most major transit agencies do have subway and light rail routes, but the majority of their fleet are buses, and for many years, including now, diesel buses. In fact, in those major population areas, 40 to 45 percent of the greenhouse gases comes from those gas-guzzling transit vehicles. So, it should be a no-brainer to replace current buses with electric ones, right? Well, right, it is. Brian Popple is the CEO of electric bus company maker Proterra, and he says that China did exactly that, and the results were amazing. China very strategically looked at markets like urban cars and urban buses, and they have been spending billions of dollars to move them off of oil. And if you look at the impact that that's had on China, they have reduced their daily oil consumption by over 200,000 barrels of crude oil. Okay, China is not the best country to mention right now, but the example is there. Battery-powered buses are the way to go, and major transit agencies know it. So what's the problem? Well, there are a few. Reliability. Trackless trolleys, unless there is a mechanical failure, are pretty reliable. They get enough power to climb hills without effort and can run 24-7 if need be. Electric buses don't have the power to go up hills without effort, and their range can be a couple of hundred miles at most. In Philadelphia, early tests with electric buses had problems. Summer and winter temperatures affected the battery performance in terms of driving range and heating and cooling needs. But SEPTA is committed to the technology and did more testing. The Proterra buses that they currently have had a major mechanical problem, and the new fleet hasn't been seen for almost a year. San Francisco is testing out the buses for an 18-month period to see if the batteries can handle the steep hills and large passenger load. The technology is evolving with the battery bus, and one comparatively smaller transit agency has changed over their fleet to electric. Well, with the exception of some long-range buses. Executive Director and CEO of the Antelope Valley Transit Authority in California, Macy Nishat, loves his new electric fleet. By the end of this year, we'll have all our local transit fleet will be electric. The only diesel bus will be left are the 30 or so commuter vehicles that take uh, our customers down to L.A. We figured we avoided 1,300,000 tons of uh, greenhouse gas emissions. We avoided 285,000 gallons of diesel fuel. Uh, which saved us about $500,000, and that was just with a third of the fleet and a million miles. Those numbers extrapolated out to 12 years equals $65 million in savings. So not only is it good for the environment, but it makes economic sense. But what about trackless trolleys? Where do they fit into the future? The best part about buses is that their route can be changed at a moment's notice to get around construction, or to supply transportation to a nearby industrial park or brand new shopping center. Not so for light rail and trackless trolleys until now. 
In Dayton, Ohio, their trolley buses can go off the wire to extend a trip or go to a transit yard. So more wires and substations do not have to be built, and a trolley bus route, five of them in the Ohio City, can be increased or altered. The city still has a few recharging concerns, but they're working out the problems. In Boston, during the 50s and 60s, trackless trolleys ruled the road. North, west, and south of the city, trolley buses were seen everywhere, and at intersections where two routes met, it looked like a giant spider web hovering over the road. At their height, there were 43 routes. Now, there are just four and all west of the city. In Seattle, along with battery buses, they are adding more overhead wire routes, but the MBTA has a different idea, one that has the transit advocates groaning and scratching their heads. The first new electric buses they will buy will replace all trackless trolleys. The MBTA feels the wires are unsightly and costly, and they're the only ones who feel that way. They have already replaced trackless trolleys on their silver line and plan to do the same on the four remaining trolley bus lines. So instead of replacing diesel or hybrids with electric, they are replacing electric with electric. Another brilliant move by the T. Yes, sir, no one else would think of that. And there is good reason for it. Eventually, transit agencies, big and small, will get their act together and make the switch. For now, we just have to wait at the station and try not to breathe in when our bus comes. Every day I get the queue To get on the bus that takes me to you I will be a bit more polite than I was in the opening and say that France's National Academy of Medicine is advising people when you can't social distance, keep quiet. In other words, don't yell, you're too close, damn it, you'll make me ill. The keeping quiet, I'm afraid, applies to phone calls as well. According to Academy member Patrick Bershay, if there are only two or three people in the car, that's okay. But when it gets crowded by today's standards, it's best not to talk. This is only a recommendation and not a rule, but here is the thinking behind the suggestion. According to a recent study from the University of Cambridge and Imperial College in London in a poorly vented area, i.e. subway car, having a conversation can carry those virus-ridden droplets farther than a short cough. Large droplets fall to the ground pretty quickly, while the smaller ones caused during talking can hang in the air and spread and accumulate easier. The research also says that enough droplets to infect a person can travel six and a half feet, or twice as far as I can jump. 
If you think we're being mistreated, France is considering its third lockdown if the nationwide curfew, 6A to 6P, doesn't result in a significant drop in infections. Restaurants, tourist sites, and other public places have been closed since October. Spain is also considering the same measure. Can you imagine people in New York, Chicago, Philadelphia, or Boston being told to be quiet on a subway train? If I'm silent, then I'm not real. If I speak up, then no one will hear. If I wear a mask, then someone will Thanks for listening. You can check out our Accidental Passengers Facebook page. There you will get transit stories not covered on the podcast. And you can even leave a comment and tell us how we are doing or give us a story idea. We upload every Monday. I'm Rob Morrison. I'm Nancy Shack. And we all are Accidental Passengers. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.